Well, hello, good people. This is Dr. Stephen V, and you're listening to the Take Care and Live podcast. This right now is the Tuesday Take. Today, I want to talk to a lot of my people who are feeling overwhelmed um, and overburdened, who are feeling a bit spent. There are a lot of folks that I've been talking to lately, particularly leaders and other organizations of all different kinds, um, whether they're a part of a team and they have taken on additional roles. Uh, there have been a lot of um, conversations that I've been having with folks who are feeling overwhelmed. And I really want us to think about that for a moment today because some of that you have to take responsibility for. We are re-traumatizing ourselves over and over again. We have these conversations about mental health we have these conversations about even navigating our own traumas, whatever they were. Um, and yet we insist on putting our hands in too many different pots or jumping into too many different roles. Listen, do yourself a favor and put your hands down. Some jobs, you have no business putting your hands to. Some roles, you have no business engaging in. You have no business touching it. They don't maximize your value. They don't maximize your output. They don't speak to your calling. They don't grant your gifts, permission, or space to flourish. All right? They create a lot of anxiety for you, and they're creating a lot of disappointment. They're causing heartache and a lot of angst that's unnecessary. And you may have your hands in those areas because somehow you convinced yourself that it will not get done if you don't get involved in it. Well, you are correct. You are correct. It won't get done. And you have to get comfortable. You have to reach the point in your own development where you're willing to recognize and be open to, be willing to be honest with yourself about the reality that just because no one else is doing it does not mean it is your ball to pick up. One of the greatest gifts you can give yourself as a professional one of the greatest gifts you can give your team and others who are working around you is recognizing that some things are not in your purview for a reason. Some things should never be done by you. And for you to even hear that might be a little bit disturbing because you're so used to doing everything yourself. I remember when I first became a principal uh, one of the um, district leaders came to me and he said, Peters didn't even know me that well, but he just, I guess he read my habit and profile 
of how I was uh, as a person who worked and wanted to get things done. He says, Stephen, one of the things you're going to have to get good at is delegating. You're going to have to get good at knowing that there are some things you cannot do that you should not be doing. And that stuck with me having to lead a multi-campus high school at the time, who was actually my first principal position. Um, it was complete madness initially, but that advice stuck with me and it helped to shape how I viewed my work, even though I still grappled with owning too much, with thinking that somehow if I didn't do it, it wouldn't get done. Of course, I struggled with that. But as I got better, as I learned to master that um, perspective, after I had gotten better at recognizing like, yeah, you can't own everything. And I still have people in my life who remind me, yeah, Peters, you can't own that. You're, you're saying yes to this, but you're owning a lot, right? You need those people in your life to hold you accountable. The point is you need to hear that advice and heed it. And so in my work over time, I used to tell the people that I managed uh, and folks that I still do some consulting with and some leadership shepherding with now today, whether it's a team or an individual, um, I would tell them, um, you have a lane and I have a lane. That's why they call it a highway. You have a lane and I have a lane. That's why they call it a highway. And, and you know what happens when you try to get in someone else's lane rather than stay in your lane? You put yourself at a high risk for collision. And you know what collisions are? People, good people listening. Collisions are actually physical manifestations of anxiety, impatience, a lack of focus, an insistence of tending to business or details that shouldn't be dealt with by you at that given point in time, that season of time, because it will distract you from staying focused on your lane. I cannot tell you how many conversations I have had with folks over the last month who are just overwhelmed and frustrated by the issues that they have in their hand that are causing them such a tremendous level of angst. It's causing them to feel and be sick. It's creating for them a sense of despondency, um, a lack of clarity about what is this all about. They're actually losing their selves in this need to be in multiple lanes. Now, I'm very clear that there are times when we have to step in to provide support for a gap um, that's there. I understand that very well. That's actually part of my own life's calling has been to stand in the gap in places where there are gaps, right? Uh, to make sure that for the benefit of the people that I'm serving and particularly my audience being children, right? The development and safeguarding of children and people who are serving them, that there are times when you have to step in roles that are not your specialty, but living there as a norm creates tremendous frustration and it's actually abuse. It's an abuse of your uh, individual gifting and talents. It compromises your productivity and it undermines your talents because you're in somebody else's lane. Okay. And, and so if I stick with that analogy just for a moment, just because a highway 
Just because a highway is open, just because you have open lanes on a highway doesn't mean you're supposed to zigzag from one lane to another. Right. It's not a free pass to be unfocused. Right. To not learn to stay in your lane. Now, the argument may be, you know, that, well, things will fall apart if if I don't do something, things are are not going to work out. Uh, Well, you know what? There are going to be times when things need to fall apart. When things fall apart, people recognize that there's a gap that needs to be filled. And that you do not have the capacity. Not that you don't have the skill, skill and capacity are two different things. Skill is the ability to do something. Capacity is the ability to do it within a particular season of time or at a particular season of time. And our capacities change from time to time. And you need to recognize what is your capacity. And so a lot of times we jump into things because we are afraid people are going to challenge our skill level when really it's a capacity issue that we need to be mindful of that at this season of time, I do not have the capacity for it. And so I'm going to let it go. So yes, you need to let it fall. People need to see gaps or else there's no way that people around you, above you, beside you will be able to step in and make adjustments to provide the support that's needed. Listen, There is a passage that says, do not worry about what you'll eat, what you will drink, what you're going to wear. Everyone else worries about the little details. But your heavenly father knows what you need. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day, each day has enough trouble, enough trouble of its own. Okay, there's a principle in that, whether you where where you may stand in your belief system, there's still a principle in that. The principle is it's not about tossing everything to the wind. It's not about being irresponsible. It's not about being illogical. Right. Or haphazard. It's about learning to live in your lane. It's about worrying. We often experience a lot of worry because we are in lanes worrying about tasks and activities and things to do that we really should not be involving ourselves with. Right. So it's really a principle about managing your emotions, managing your mindset so you're not creating undue anxiety. It's a principle that's counseling you and I to be careful about what kingdom we're building. Do you know what a kingdom is? A kingdom is developed over time as a result of territory that you are mining, that you are uh, uh, functioning in, that you make a space of ownership and control. It is a sense of, you know, you becoming the primary caretaker and developer of something. So we all build up little kingdoms based on the behaviors 
that we engage in, based on the tasks that we take ownership of, based on the projects that we claim and we hold tight to. So the principle really is challenging us about what kingdom are you building? Where are you putting your mind? Is where you're putting your mind establishing a sense of peace or is it establishing a sense of worry and angst? What are you holding to? What are you holding on to? That simply it feels good to have it in your hands, but it's not for the, the benefit of the majority who would be served by you being involved in that space. That is a very important self-care principle you need to be mindful of that that old Hebrew passage in Matthew 6 teaches us. You and I, we are always building a kingdom somewhere. The longer you have your hands and your time and your emotions, your mental capacity, your emotional capacity, the longer you have it involved in something, the more of a kingdom it becomes, the more of a staple of a, of a, a grounded territory in your life it takes and that it becomes. So you have to ask yourself, am I building the right kingdom? Are my energies going in the right direction? So there will be some things that you need to let go of. There are some kingdoms you have no business building. They don't belong to you. They shouldn't be yours. It's compromising your value. It's compromising your impact. And so if something isn't working, it's not a pass for you to get involved to be the fixer. Do you know how people figure out? Do you know how people figure out when their breaks need to be changed or clipped. It's that screeching sound, that loud, annoying screeching sound that doesn't seem to let up every time you press on the brakes. It tells you something is wrong. It tells you, check me. There's a problem here. Do you know when mothers can tell when something's wrong with the baby, when the baby needs to be fed or or when the dad recognizes the the baby needs to be changed or if the if when the parents recognize the baby's not feeling well. You know how they figure that out? They figure out that there's a problem by hearing a cry. They hear a sound of discomfort or there's some sense of evidence there's some seen evidence of an express need here is the challenge too many of us are attempting to build kingdoms for ourselves we're afraid that if we don't get involved it will fall apart and all the all the meantime we're compromising our well-being and at the same time we're not creating the opportunity for the squeaky breaks to get changed by the people who could do a best. Here's the possibility. Here's the possibility. Could it be that your patchwork, your need 
to get into the other lane that's not yours is actually keeping the noise from being heard so that the right people can get involved and address the issue so that you don't get off your track so that you don't get out of your lane and end up veering off into someone else's territory. Could it be that you and I are trying to build our own kingdom or preserve a kingdom for someone else that actually has nothing to do with us anymore? That we have no role in helping to lead or see flourish or prosper because it's not in our wheelhouse. And of course, there are some things you could do, yes, but are they things you should be doing? I'm going to give you a little bit of advice, okay? Your greatest win this week, your greatest win this month will likely come from letting go of people, roles, functions, tasks, commitments that no longer belong in your wheelhouse or your domain. You know why? Because it is keeping you at the worry stage. It's causing more anxiety for you to stay involved than it is to let it go. But you can't tell the difference right now because you've built a kingdom. You built a kingdom of ownership in that space and it's time for you to let it go. Because you are setting yourself up for veering off into someone else's lane to heading off into someone else's territory. That's going to create a collision. It's going to produce a collision course that you did not intend. Here is the gift of effective and healthy self-leadership. Here is a gift. Here's, there's many of them, but the, here's, here's one for you. You have to get comfortable dismantling old kingdoms. You have to get comfortable dismantling old kingdoms. You've got to become flexible in moving and letting go of a lane of a territory that does not honor your maximum output. You have to be more comfortable with getting things taken out of your hand and passing it on to someone else. Whether you're the, the prime, the, the senior leader, whether you are a member of the team, whether you're someone learning to become more disciplined in your focus on what matters most, on that area where you can be of your greatest good and of your greatest benefit to others, you're going to have to become more agile in letting go of some of the kingdoms you've been building. Because the source of your frustration has been that you have been building territory. You've been taking on territory. You've been taking on ownership in places that are not your sweet spot. That are places where you should not have any more rain. Period. So you've got to give that up. So you can become agile in passing on responsibilities to other people. In saying, okay, thank you. No, that's fine. You could take that part. 
You've got to get comfortable at that. Again, it's not a challenge of your skill. It's an honoring of your capacity because your intent is to do your best work in the areas where you can have the greatest impact. And when I talk about greatest impact, I'm not talking about self-serving work. I'm talking about greatest impact because that is an area of strength and value that can exponentially benefit others. Your best work requires focus. Your best work requires you staying in your lane. And if that means some things are falling off the wheels and lose traction, that's what has to happen. Now, you can lose traction another way. You know what that is? A stopped heart. You can continue to function as you're doing right now and run yourself into the ground to the point where there will be no need for you to switch lanes. People will be switching lanes with you in a hearse on a highway to the cemetery. So if you want to avoid that, if you want to avoid that, then you are going to have to let some of the wheels fall off the caboose, the caboose that you have no business running and pushing or dragging, however it is, (laughs) okay? Because you actually need roadblocks. You really need some roadblocks to get in the way so that you can focus on the lane that's most valuable to you. And that the people who actually see those roadblocks, who have the skill and capacity to address those roadblocks, can step in and make the necessary adjustments. What you need, what you need is to see yourself as a professional runner. Okay, let me tell you, let me break that down for you. In a race, every runner is given a lane assignment. And they're expected to stick to that lane assignment or they risk being disqualified. In the Olympics, when athletes participate in a sprint or a hurdle, the runners must stay within their pre-assigned lanes. From start to finish, there is no zigzagging. All right, there's lanes one through eight, starting from the inside lane. And any athlete who runs outside of their assigned lane is subject to being disqualified. See, the problem is you don't think you have a lot to lose by this continuous zigzagging. And the reality is you do. Either that or you're not taking your gifts and talents and abilities seriously. You need to work with the long game in mind. Okay? People don't just jump up and decide that they want to participate in the Olympics and be a runner. They don't just jump up and attend and show up. They practice disciplined mindsets about their work. They decide their decisions, their decisions, their decisions are supported by disciplined practice. They practice moving in their lane, running in their lane so they can excel in their lane. They practice running in their lane so they don't veer off outside in someone else's territory and end up being disqualified and even worse, creating a collision. So I want you to think about the stress you've been under. 
I want you to think about the things you've been owning that you need to let go. I need you to focus on your lane. Remember, your greatest win this week and this month will likely come from you letting go of people, roles, functions, tasks, commitments that no longer belong in your wheelhouse or your domain. Practice staying in your lane, ladies and gentlemen, so you can take care and live. Thank you for joining this episode of the Take Care and Live podcast. I'm excited you spent the time with me today. And I'm going to ask you to do me this favor. Write us a review. Let us know just how much you enjoyed the show. And if you enjoyed the show so much that you think it's worth sharing with a friend, go ahead and do that too. We would love to hear just how much this show has impacted you and the friends you shared it with. And remember to do this one thing and do it well. And that's to take care and live. Thank you.